Hey, Zach, how are you? I'm good, Daniel. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, so um, let me introduce you um, to the listeners. Uh, for those that don't know, Zach's a good buddy of mine. This is Zach Grant. Uh, I've baseball umpire, uh, basketball referee. What else do you do? Uh, hockey, right? Uh, floor hockey and uh, flag football as well. Okay. And you're a broadcaster too, right? I am, yes. I uh, just got done with the Atlanta Gladiator to the ECHL, uh, calling some of their games. Cool, cool. So uh, you saw my post about Andrew Brugman, and I'm sure you got to be happy for him, right? Yeah, I've seen Andrew a couple times over the years, and he's always a fun guy to watch. Obviously, that award goes to, you know, it means a lot to the officials in the league, and it's good for him to finally get recognized. And he's, you know, he's worked a couple all-star games. I think he's worked the finals the last three, four years. So definitely good to see him get some recognition. You know what? It was about time he got something like that, if you ask me. I mean, he's had the IHF recognition multiple, multiple times. And him and Andrew Wilk are so fun to watch, I swear. Yeah. Which I can get I gotta get the both of them on here. You know what? Now that I think of it. Yeah, I was just say I, I got to meet Andrew uh, I've never met or uh, never met Bruggeman. I've met Wilk. Uh Andrew Wilk's a pretty good guy. You gotta get him on here because I'd love to meet Andrew Wilk. Okay, I'll reach out to him too what I can do. Thanks, Zach. So uh I'm gonna ask you questions and uh, do you have any interesting officiating stories? I'm actually curious. Uh, interesting. Um, well, we had a game this uh, past summer. I had my first ejection at a baseball game. Really? And uh, yeah, so I was behind the plate in the uh, Little League Juniors District Tournament. And okay. uh, of course, you know, they play seven innings on the 90 foot diamond. And, yeah, that's uh, true. The team had, a, I mean, this is a league that is notorious for having, you know, rowdy fans, rowdy coaches and whatnot. And uh, anyway, so the manager of the team I had worked with in the past and I've worked his games plenty of times, you know, like we're good friends and whatnot. And uh, so he's got a big lead. I think it's a nine run lead going into the sixth inning. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he, you know, gives up a couple runs there. And then the seventh inning gives up a couple more runs and uh, they're the home team. So it's the top of the seventh. I believe it was first and second, if I remember correctly. And uh, there was a big hit. One run scores, and uh, I think they were, I think they were up by two. And then we have a kid get thrown out at third base. Uh, the the home coach or the visiting coach, the offensive coach, wanted an obstruction call. And uh, so we get together, and our first we're working four man, and our first base umpire noticed the obstruction when the guy was going around second. So then we gave him. Good. So then we gave him third, obviously, because you know it made made a play on him. So he gets third, and then because he got third, now the defensive coach is upset because they were up by a run, and instead of two outs and only a runner on second, it was one out and a runner on second and third. And uh, so he went. Of course, the defensive coach goes ballistic, and uh, argues with our second base umpire who gave him a lot of leash. He was a crew chief. Um, anyway, we go on and the next play, of course, is the fly ball, um, guy from third, or actually it was a tie game, rather the guy from third comes towards the plate ball goes over the catcher's head. What if it would have had him out at the plate, but it goes over the catcher's head. Then they take the lead 
And then obviously the then they come up to bat. The defensive team comes up to bat in the bottom of the seven. Doesn't score. They lose. And as we're walking off the field, he's still yapping at me. Uh, so I threw him out. And then, uh, yeah, it was just a surreal moment because he's not a guy that typically argues. He's a guy that I know well. And uh, word traveled pretty quickly around the district. I had guys calling me. Couldn't believe that I threw him out, you know, because he's so mild-mannered. But uh, that's probably one of the more interesting things that have happened. You know, that's not like you. <laughs> and I know you too well. That's like me, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it. I, I've had my fair share of ejections. You know that, of course. Yeah, and, and I'm working on the. I'm working on having more patience, as I mentioned to other referees. You know, being on the spectrum, by the way. Um, but um, have you ever called a no hitter or a perfect game? No, I've come close. I think we had one go through six innings. Uh, okay. That was actually a nice game. It was, it was one nothing, and uh, it's just so funny because you know we don't get those nice quick games very often at the youth level. And uh, yeah, it was one nothing. The one kid gave up like two hits. The other one only gave up a hit, and uh, pretty fun game. Okay, interesting. Now uh, I should also mention to the viewers all day. You also bowled, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Let me think. Team Masters. Yeah. Uh, any any states wise? I'm curious. Yeah, I did some states. I also did uh, here in Virginia. We have the Commonwealth Games, which is like the Virginia Olympics. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Got a silver medal in that, and uh, yeah, I also went to Team Masters. Team Masters didn't go very well though, but uh, oh. eh. But yeah. was it a fun experience? Yeah, it was a fun experience. Uh, it was a little unfortunate because the year that I did it, it just so happened to be only about an hour away from me. So, uh, you oh, know, so I didn't get the experience of traveling to Vegas or, yeah, uh, I get or anything saying. like that. So, but it was still a fun experience. You know, I came in middle of the pack and, uh, you know, I had a couple of friends that went with me as well. And a good teammate of mine actually didn't get out of qualifying. He didn't make it. So, uh, of course I had to give him a hard time about that. And uh, <laughs> although he did go the next year and got to go to Vegas, and I didn't, so I mean, I guess it evens out in the end. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so you've had since we got off the ejection story. What was your favorite moment when you got on the field? Your first game. Tell me about it. Uh, first game was. Uh... Oh, the first game is always a fun one to go back and look at and laugh at yourself because uh, of all the things you do wrong or you mess up or, you know, you know whatever it might be. Stuff that now, if I did, I would lose my mind and probably quit. But, um, you know, we had uh, – I was on the bases. It was a fall ball game. And, uh, you know, I was in a – I borrowed my partner's shirt and had sweatpants on. Like, I mean, I was 13, so, you know. Yeah, I got it. And, uh, of course, now if I – would never even think about that. But, uh, no, I mean, it was a nice, it was actually a pretty slow game. I think it was two to one. So I didn't have much on the bases, but, uh, we did have a coach get pretty testy at the beginning of the game at the plate meeting. Nonetheless. Um, so as you know, in little league, you're supposed to check the bats. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, so yeah. I, with USA softball too. Right. So I usually don't do it. Although if any little league guys were listening, don't ever do that. That's bad. But I don't. I bear. I don't usually check bats. But nonetheless, the guy that I was working with was our district president, 
So, of course, he chucked the bat. And the coach went ballistic because we wanted to check his bats. Well, actually, and this is my advice to and to all those listening. If a coach brings up an illegal bat situation, discuss it with your partner first. <laughs> That's all I got to say. 100%. Uh, you know, it's not something we see very often. It's not a rule that most of us spend considerable time on studying. Obviously, if I'm going through the rule book and I'm doing a little study session in the off season, the last thing I'm going to look at is an illegal bat. You know, I'm going to go back. That is true. Going to go back over is- obstruction or interference or uh, backswing. Interf- you know, with the leagues, they have the different types of, you know, the backswing and a follow through interference, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not spending my time on illegal bats or illegal gloves or anything like that. That is very true. And you know what? That's. It's better not to nitpick than it is to uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh it's better not to nitpick than it is to know to know what calls you have to make. No, I agree. I mean I I'm a guy if you ask pretty much everybody. Uh box, for example, I am probably one of the most lenient people on box. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I I mean I'm tight knitted when it comes to box. Unfortunately, I've had one guy call me a chicken because I balk a lot. If you get the joke, oh, I got it. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, everybody's different, but you know, I guess it depends on how the game's going too. But yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and I gotta be lenient there too. But I yeah, go in to be lenient. But yeah. Um. So, your favorite? You've done ha- okay. So why don't you tell the viewers what your with baseball wise? What have you done? I'm curious. What championship games, you know, any high-level games in youth baseball that you've done? Right. So, uh, well, I started off the first four years uh, of my umpiring. This is not, this would have been my ninth season baseball, or eighth season, I believe. Yeah, that sounds okay. about right. There's so many games anymore, I can't, I can't count anymore. But, um, and, you know, so the first four years or so, I stuck with mostly majors and below. Um, you know, I started so young. And uh, when I was 16, 17, I think, was when I first started to make the jump up to the juniors and the seniors and, you know, the bigger fields. Um, and then after that, I worked two majors, uh, district championships, worked at state finals. Um, what else? I, when I got to Florida, I started doing some uh, wood bat showcase ball. Uh, nice. So, you know, those are always a, a fun time. Obviously, wood bat. I think umpiring wood bat baseball is a little bit easier, uh, especially as a plate guy with, with rotations and whatnot, because you can hear where they hit the ball on a wood bat better than you that can. That is true. That is true. And I, I've, done, I've done wood bat. I've dealt with wood bats myself. Not high school level, but, you know, I, I – I think if I remember correctly, I did a tournament. I forget. Oh yeah, tournament in East Brunswick, right? Fifteen, sixteen, U. Uh, it wasn't a wood bat tournament, but it was more of the teams at that level. They were using wood bats. Yeah. And so you know, it was kind of interesting to hear that for the first time in my life. Yeah, it's a, like I said, it, it, I think it helps you almost. But, yeah, it's definitely a different experience. Um, 
So I did a little bit of that, and then I started doing – well, this season I chose to start doing high school ball, and I got two games in, so. Well, good for you on the high school level because I was actually uh, – you remember my friend James Mauer, which, by the way, I I um have to get him on the show um, because – because he's also, I he's newly umpired. He he's only a year in, actually two years in. I got him in in twenty eighteen, right? Now he's doing JV high school baseball within two years. Yeah, well, it's funny you mention that. Uh, so I know we're talking to baseball here. I just want to throw this in. So I started bas- This is my first year doing basketball. Okay, and I started with college intramurals, which is. Uh, quite a level speed-wise to get thrown into your first game. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, and then so I did high school. I immediately started high school ball. I'm like, I'm not going to wait like baseball. I'm like, baseball, I waited too long at the beginning to move up. I'm like, basketball, we're going to force the issue. So I started doing high school ball this year, and uh, I had a full varsity schedule for the last uh, three weeks of the season. So Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Interesting. Yeah. So, um... Why don't we switch from baseball to uh, basketball? I'm actually curious. What What is your – actually, you know what? I'm going to actually group up all the sports you do. What is the most favorite game you've ever done? I'm actually curious. Like sport-wise or like game-specific? Sport, sport-wise, officiating. So I got to say, uh, so I grew up around baseball. This is just a disclaimer here. I grew up around baseball. New baseball growing up. Never watched a single basketball game. Uh, and then for intramurals, you know, they try to get us to work as many sports as possible. So I'm like, I'll try basketball. And uh, so anyway, so we went, we had a clinic, a mini clinic. We worked about three minutes of a scrimmage. I don't remember a single thing that happened. It's just so fast. It's all a blur. And so then I'm like, I got to get going. So for the two weeks between our scrimmage and our regular season, I watched basketball nonstop. And uh, I have to say, after a full season of basketball, I think basketball has got to be my favorite. Really? Despite not knowing anything about it. But that was unique in the fact that I got to learn basketball as a referee and not as a fan. Interesting, interesting. So do you have a favorite memory in all the officiating you've done? Uh, You know, it's probably got to be that – District championship game was my first ejection. I, I mean, that was the first district championship game I worked behind the plate. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I felt I had a solid game. And then, obviously, my first ejection to cap it off. You know, I think that's And then you be... got a phone call everywhere. You know, that's... I was talking to everybody. I, the whole, <laughs> I think the whole district just about called me. But, uh, you know, well, it was unique and. Obviously, at the Little League level, we don't have very many ejections, typically. Especially with the Y-O-U word. Yeah, well, that's what started it. Yeah. he. Uh, well, he was. He had already been warned anyway, and then we're walking off the field. And as we walk by, he's like, you know, oh, you guys are awful. You guys are awful. And, uh, you know, this is after he's already been warned about six times, probably. Oh, my God. That is an easy ejection. Oh, I know. Where? And so anyway, and it's so funny because he was so uh, after the game, he came up to me and he's like, that wasn't blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, that was weak or that was whatever. Um, the funny part was, so I sent in my ejection report to our district administrator who backed me on it, um, obviously, because it's an easy one. 
And uh, it's just funny because the district administrator happens to be his father. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. So I'm like, your own father sold you out, buddy. You know, <laughs> that's funny. That is really, really funny. Actually. So, yeah, that that's probably, you know, just combined with the fact that it was a big game and I had the plate and, um, you know, it was a beautiful day outside and, uh, you know, that nice breeze and everything. So that's probably got to be my favorite moment. That is really, really funny. I swear that that that's hilarious. Now, uh, so we talk, we're talking baseball. Now we're going to talk your basketball officiating. You've been doing intramurals, correct? You, you, yep. You've been you've been doing um, high school level. Yep. Have you worked on possibly going towards college level yet? I have, yeah. So uh, about midway through the season, you know, it's my first season, so I wasn't trying to rush it. That was my ultimate goal. And uh, so anyway, so about midway through the season, uh-huh. I was working a JV game. And uh, so obviously because the JV games immediately before the varsity game, the varsity officials always come in uh, and watch, you know, probably the second half of our game because they're, you know, they're hour early that they get there usually coincide with about halftime. That is true. That is protocol. So, uh, so anyway, he comes in. He's a college. He's a D three college official in Florida, and uh, yeah, he just told me I looked really solid, especially for a first year official. And uh, so anyway, so ever since uh, I've met him, he's got me on a few varsity games. Him and I actually worked. Uh, he got me on a college prep game. Really? Uh, so all you know, all post grads. Uh, of course, the players are bigger than I am, and I'm six three, so it's hard to do that. And, yeah, that's uh, true. But you know, we had it was college rules, had a shot clock. Uh, obviously, the level of play was equal to what you'd see in a Division two college, roughly speaking. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. So that's ultimate goal, probably not this summer, obviously, but the next summer, uh, we'll hopefully get into one of the camps down there and uh, pursue that. Cool, cool. That is really, really cool. Now. I want to uh, – I'm going to interject a different question, okay? Okay, go for it. Okay, so with your officiating-wise, have you done any charity work? Any charity games? Through officiating, I have not. Oh, really? Your association doesn't do that much? Uh, not my primary associations. Uh, the intramurals that I work with, we've had some – uh, Special Olympics tournaments, but I've just never been available uh, when they've come up, unfortunately. But but yeah, yeah it's okay. Ba- now, baseball wise, I know. Have you done any charity work with officiating? Uh, nope, not with baseball. I tried. Oh, you... I tried uh, two years ago. I think it was. We always have. We have a local summer wood bat team here, and uh, they always do a challenger game. Oh, yes, but, I've heard about that. But, yeah, I'm always late getting in on the list, so it always fills up before I can get there. But Yeah, that's true. That that will happen from time to time. Now, let's talk flag football, shall we? Yep. Okay, so what level flag football do you do? Uh, so college in barrels and uh, okay. looking to go probably into – so Florida, we have it as a high school sport as well. The same here in New York City. So I'll probably try to 
Yeah, probably try to do high school next year, possibly. Yeah, I just, you know, I have no off season. You know, it's fifty-two or fifty, fifty, about fifty weeks out of the year. I have some sport that I'm officiating. That's the same thing with me because you know I do multiple sports. You know that, right? Yeah, no off season. Maybe. Yeah, pretty much. I I had between the end of my basketball season and the start of baseball season this spring, I had a week off. The only officiating I've done this year is bowling. Yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, you know, all these spring sports getting canceled. And, you know, luckily we got through. We almost didn't make it out of basketball season. Um, but we just that got out of true. there. I got out I got out with about a week to spare. And then, uh, like I said, I had two JV baseball games. And uh, since that, that was about all I got. And then everything just got canceled now, which, you know, obviously is the right call as much as yeah I, as much absolutely. as i don't like it you know obviously we we want to be out there you know we don't want to sit around and obviously that's money we're losing that's experience we're losing uh, first and foremost and uh you know and the kids are missing out on their sports you know especially the high school seniors you know it's not like college where they can get an extra year of eligibility yeah that's true so, that is very very so true. you know they're missing out on their perfect senior season if you will yeah I know, I know a few seniors. Uh, for example, I'm going to shout out. Uh, by the way, uh, Peyton Taylor, who's a drummer out of Booker T. Washington High School in Texas. Uh, she's she was supposed to graduate this year and go to, go to Berkeley College. She, you know, with all the seniors, including herself, um, all the seniors I know. Uh, including Peyton herself, they haven't been able to attend graduation because of this situation. Because it's the f- the fears gotten worse, you know. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I mean it's tough on everybody, obviously, but but yeah, for the seniors, both high school and college seniors. Uh, especially, you know, especially for college and you dump all that money into school and you spend all that hard work and the late nights and the essays and, and all that. Yeah, that's and then, true. You know, you get to the end and you get nothing. You know, you might get a Zoom. I know UCF's doing a, groom, a Zoom graduation. <laughs> um, that's going to be interesting. But, you know, there's nothing. I mean, you know, you don't get that that last college experience or last high school experience of graduating. So, Going back to flag football, right? You have you done any youth games flag football? Nope, just uh, just the college stuff. Have you have you tried working towards NFL flag football too? No, I think uh, you know I enjoy. I mean, just like all of them, I enjoy flag football. But uh, the only problem with flag football is our intramural season runs concurrently with basketball. Oh, that's true. And uh, obviously, basketball is on the top of the radar now uh, with the whole college stuff. So as much as I like flag football, that's probably going to stop at the intramural level. And, you know, obviously I'll keep working games throughout my years in, in college, but uh, most likely, obviously, or honestly, I think even baseball is taking a little bit of a backseat to basketball. Uh, I sacrificed some baseball games to get, you know, a few extra weeks of basketball. So I have a question for you. Uh, so, with flag football, 
And by the way, just so you know, I actually just joined up on the flag football scene too, by the way. I'm joining uh, Richmond County officials. By the way, shout out to them. Shout out to SIBUA umpires. Uh, actually, shout out to all officials listening in right now. Um, but um, with flag football, so it's a totally different scene compared to tackle football, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, in certain ways, yeah. I think the basic philosophies and the basic mechanics are pretty much the same. But obviously, the the sport is completely different. Obviously, you can't tackle. Um, Obviously, there's different penalties and different yardages, stuff like that. Um, But, you know, mechanically speaking and philosophy-wise, you know, the whole advantage-disadvantage thing, you know, when considering different flags is pretty much all the same. Um, just a few minor differences. We we use a running clock instead of obviously, you know, clock stop. The stoppage and stop. Right. Yeah. A I stop get it. every first down or every incomplete pass or every penalty, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, the terminology we use, the positioning we use, the signals we use are all the same. Uh, the only difference is the few minor rule differences. Uh, obviously, you can't have fumbles in flag football. Once the ball hits the ground, it's dead where it is, uh, as if, you know, he was the runner was down there, um, but yeah, pretty much everything else is the same, just some rules wise. Interesting, very very interesting, because you know, because uh, the uh, with flag football in Staten Island, and I don't know if you know the mechanics in Staten Island, uh, and especially in Jersey, sometimes it's one man game, sometimes it's two man game, sometimes it's three man game. Well, that would that would definitely change things. Yeah, we had. Uh... We used four intramurals, but uh, I'm still trying to get into intramurals with my college, but I doubt I'm going to ever get it, but it's okay. Um, How long now I want to change it up Floor hockey. You do intramurals with floor hockey, correct? Or are you doing special Olympics? No, that's intramurals as well. Intramurals as well. Tell me about that. Yeah. So uh, I grew up, Uh, I cannot ice skate, unfortunately. Uh, That's actually how I got into officiating. My dad has refed ice hockey for years. and uh, Really? Oh, you got to get him on the show, too. Yeah. So uh, I'd love to interview him. I find floor hockey to be pretty easy in the sense that I can transfer what I know about ice hockey. You know, positioning-wise or, uh, as you know, all the different sports – kind of all play into each other officiating wise with angle over distance the Uh, timing is everything right use of your eyes you know seeing what you need to see being in position to see what you need to see so i mean all the sports are pretty much similar but yeah definitely being able to transfer what i know about ice hockey officiating to floor hockey has definitely helped uh my first season i got a finals game um in floor hockey and I've worked a final in now every NRL sport except for basketball. I've done really, I've done flat. I did got a flag football final this year. I got floor hockey final last year. We didn't get the floor hockey season this year because we do a spring season for floor hockey, but, um, you know, and then, so yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. We have a very strong, uh, development program here at, at my school. We have, uh, weekly film breakdown. We have uh, supervisors at each court or field that give us a halftime and a post game evaluation. 
Um, so, by the way, just to throw this in there, I got to plug UCF for a minute. So, out of our officiating development program, we have two current NBA referees, six okay. G- six G League referees, uh-huh. uh, one SEC football official that is in the NFL uh, development program. As Did well- he get hired? Was he a recent hire? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know if they've made their hiring decisions yet. I'm not really sure, but uh, okay. he's been doing SEC for a few years. And then we have a couple, uh, a couple of us that work, you know, low level college basketball. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have a very strong program. I mean, when you're breaking down film every week, that's crucial. And for any new official that's listening, try to get your game film, whatever it might be. How have somebody come film for you, whatever it might be, because video is the biggest aid to your development, in my opinion. And it also hurts, too, sometimes. Yeah, it does. You know, you see yourself, you go, did I just call that? You know, but uh, it's definitely huge to see. Breaking down film will help you tremendously. That's what I think helped me, partially what helped me get my varsity schedule by the end of the basketball season, is just having that film and developing quicker uh, than you do without it. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um... Now, let's talk about um, – let's see. What could we talk about? Oh, yes. I wanted to ask you, have you ever uh, – we're going to switch it up a little. We're going to go towards the bowling topic, shall we? Yeah. You ever been to Junior Gold? No, I did not. Uh, I was thinking about it uh, last year, but the problem was when I moved to Florida – um, I had my bowling stuff with me, but the closest bowling alley that I liked was about 45 minutes away. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's bad. And, uh, there was one right next to me. I didn't really like it. So, uh, you know, bowling kind of bowling kind of got left behind a little bit because obviously I didn't get out as much as I wanted to. And uh, as you know, bowling is one of those sports that if you don't continue to do it, you know, you take a little break. Uh, it's not going to you're not going to be at the level that you want to be at going to a junior gold or a team masters um, or something like that. So I think that probably the biggest thing, and obviously now I aged out. So this, you know what the funny thing is? I, I should mention for those, this is actually my last year of youth bowling. Right. Yeah. I know I'm, I know I'm 22 turning 23 this Friday, but with a happy you, early birthday. <laughs> thanks. Um, I don't know if I explained, uh, I should, you know what? I will explain it. Uh, I actually have a special Olympic membership, which for those with disabilities, um, can stay within bowling as long as youth bowling, as long as they want, but then, uh, under the special Olympic membership, the bowling alley does that favor for you sometimes. <laughs> right. You no, know? um, having that. Actually, that reminds me. I wanted to ask you. What was it like uh, with the state team tournament that... Have you ever been to the state team tournament by chance? Yeah, I went... uh, Let's see. Out of my two years of high school bowling, we went both years. My team did. Okay. Now, how about state USBC team? Yep, we went there as well. We got, uh, actually, no, the high school one, we got fourth place the one year. Uh, the 
USBC states. I don't remember how we did, but we went uh, all four years that I was eligible for that, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, there's a good group of three of us that started right about the same time. Well, I started a little bit before everybody else did, but uh, we both, st- all three of us started bowling as a team at the same time that they started bowling, and then they both pretty much picked it up pretty quick. And, uh, you know, we had a pretty cohesive team at the end. After our two years of high school bowling, we were all in the 200s average-wise. Um you know, and it's funny looking back. You know, obviously hindsight is always twenty twenty, but uh, kind of wish I didn't give up bowling because I was when I graduated high school, I was about ten pins off the average needed for your PBA tour card. Um, and what about college wise? College wise, uh, you know, there are no schools that I really wanted to go to that had a bowling program. Um, we have a club team at UCF, but uh, just with the with the travel and just the way that, you know, how, as much as I officiate, you know, four, four nights a week, five nights a week, uh, there's just really been no time for, for bowling. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that will happen when you're dealing with Arbiter or game officials or, uh, Horizon web ref. Right. App. <laughs> well, and the other thing we have, obviously our, our baseball season is so long. So, you know, I have basketball and baseball at the same. And, you know, the very beginning of basketball season is the end of, or just about the end of baseball season. So there's a couple of weeks out of the year that I'm officiating three sports at once. Um, Interesting. So obviously, it's just even if I give one night a week, you know, I'm still half the week is still officiating. So very, very interesting. You know, because baseball season in New York and. For those that don't know, I am from New York. It's from early, or I think March to a, a somewhat f- late February to about late no- uh, early November. Okay, that's not too short. I say ours is high school starts the second week of February. Uh, and then youth ball starts around the same time, and then youth ball ends. I had a game the week after Thanksgiving, so <laughs> wow. So we go almost to December, very close to December. So it's we only really have about a two month off season for baseball. Uh, That's really really interesting, actually. Yeah, it's, and of course you know that time is spent in high school meetings and high school rules classes, taking the rules that is test. True. That is so true. really, there is no offseason for baseball in Florida. But, uh, but yeah, there's only about two months out of the year where we're not working games. So I have a question for you. When you were in high school, besides bowling, what other sports did you do? So I did, uh, let's see, bowling. I did golf. Uh, I did golf for two years. And then uh, other than that, I didn't play any. It was just, you know, officiating baseball. Okay. Did you do any music instruments wise? Nope. It was pretty much uh, nobody in my family is really a big music person. So I didn't grow up, you know, around it or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it was more a sports family, obviously. Uh, yeah. With all I the, can see that. With all the deep in- officiating influences. But yeah, so I did golf and bowling uh, athlete wise and then officiated uh, just baseball when I was in high school. Interesting, interesting. So, no music, just sports. 
So pretty much that sounds like uh I don't know. Uh but um did you do any extracurricular activities besides sports? Like, you know, like scouts or explorers or you know, like how I did it when I was in scouts and explorers. Yeah, no, I mean I did a couple clubs here and there, but uh for the most part, you know, bowling was uh so we for high school we bowled two nights a week. Plus uh we had a bowling club that met Wednesdays, plus uh my youth league on Saturday, and I go usually bowl either Monday or Friday as a practice session. Um so pretty much all my time after school was spent going from bowling straight to umpiring. Really? Interesting, interesting. So what other clubs did you do? I'm actually curious. So I did, uh, well, I guess I still, well, I did a little bit of drama in middle school. Okay. A little bit of drama club. I was the technical director for a show in my eighth grade year. Um, and the ninth and 10th grade, I took te- uh, technical theater at an advanced art school for just one block a day or one class a day. So I travel from my, you know, my home high school to go to this art school for for technical theater, I did that for two years. Didn't really love it. Uh, we spent a lot of time on building and designing, and I was more lighting and sound guy, uh, which, of course, ties into the broadcasting a little bit. So um, I didn't stick with tech theater very long, and then after that, that's when I started bowling, was 11th grade. or started bowling for high school. I had bowled for years before that. But uh, So, yeah, so that's pretty much all I did, with a little bit of drama and then the sports. Very, very interesting. So I didn't know you. Uh, I, you know what? That's really interesting how you went from one school to another within, like, you know, the same day. That's kind of a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was nice because, you know, I got a nap on the way there. You know, it was about a 20-minute drive, so I got a nice little 20-minute. Well, it cut into our lunchtime a little bit, but uh, so I got a nice little nap on the way up there. And then uh, we say a little. Our day was a little bit longer than a normal school day, but not too much. But it, you know, it was it was unique. But like I said, it was nice to have that little break during the day that you can kind of unwind for a little bit and you know get outside because you're on a bus. You know, yeah. you feel the breeze, and so that was kind of a nice aspect to it, though. So your father is a nice hockey referee, if I remember correctly. Yeah. How long has he been USA Hockey certified? <laughs> a lot longer than I've been alive, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know how long. Well, I took a little bit of a break um, and then got back into it about three years ago now. Uh, okay, cool. He's been doing that. So yeah. I got to ask him some advice. when it uh, He's got to come on the show, by the way. He, I definitely want him on the show. I'll work on that. I would love to interview him because, by the way, just so you know, this isn't just interviews about sports officials. This is interviews about everybody. I love, you know, same way like you broadcast. And which, by the way, if anyone's a fan of what team was it again? Gladiators Atlanta? Yep. The uh, Boston Bruins ECHL affiliate. ECHL. If anyone's listened to the broadcast, which, by the way, I do recommend, Zach, if you, I'm going to give you a copy of the interview, and I'm going to post it. And uh, if you want to share it, you can. 
in many groups as you want. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Like what? Like I said, this interview, this podcast isn't just isn't about me. It's about the interviewee. I love telling stories. Right. I love, yeah. you know, and so um, let's see. I'm gonna ask you two more questions, and then uh, maybe let's let's see if we could. Um, and you know what? I got who am I kidding on the two more questions? I got plenty more questions. <laughs> well, I got a wide open day today, so any whatever you need, uh, fire away. You know. Okay. So. And so, you've been. Why don't you tell the viewers about one of the most interesting aspects to officiating? Why say yes to officiating? Right. So I think the big thing for me, uh, so I work in two associations for basketball um, and we cover an area. I mean, I have easily, you know, an hour, hour and a half drive to some of my games. And I think that has been the most interesting thing. Obviously, I go to college from a state I don't live in. So it's been cool to explore the area and see places in the area that I never would have seen. Um, obviously going through all these different places and so cool to, you know, you're in the game, you're in the game, but you're not in the game. And especially as we hear all the time, you know, we have former players that turn officials once they retire or they get hurt or whatever it might be, because you really are in the game. You're the game is bigger than you are, but when you're out on that court or field for that hour, two hours that you're on the floor, whatever it might be, you know, you're in the game. And the, the game is not about you, yet you have your place in it. You know, it's, it's a constant pressure, yet all the attention is not on you, it's on the players. And I think that's the most intriguing thing is because we get to be a part of it without having that pressure necessarily to win the game. Obviously, we can't win the game. Uh, we just go out there and try to do our best. And in the end, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no defeat as a referee. Unless, you know, maybe you're at a high level and you get fired or something like that. But, you know, you're in the game. You get to be a part of it, especially for those that played it. Obviously, I never played it. I just started officiating. I love officiating. Um, so I'd say being in the moment and getting to see some of these places that you never see, even at a low level. Obviously, you know, you're in Major League Baseball. You travel around the country. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, even just in my little area traveling uh, has been such a cool experience. So, I have one more question, and then uh, I want to thank you for, by the, thank you, by the way, for stopping by the podcast, by the way, and here's my last question. All right? Yeah. Ready? Did you have fun, and are you interested in coming back again sometime? Yeah, you know, it was fun, obviously, uh, today I had not too much to do. We've got a little bit of officiating development we're doing through Zoom later on today. Uh, luckily, my intramural development program is still going strong, even though we're all in our respective houses. Uh, but no, this was a nice way to, you know, get out there and talk. Obviously, being a, both an official and a broadcaster, um, obviously, I love telling stories. That's what broadcasters are in the business to do. And, you know, it's nice to be able to combine two of my favorite things and two of my passions. And uh, yeah, I would totally come back. It's uh, you know always a nice experience to talk to different people. Um, obviously, 
as a broadcaster, I'm always interviewing somebody. So it's nice to be interviewed and, you know, experience it from the other side of the table. Really cool. And then I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to do this real quick. Uh, one question, one more question, and then I'm going to, um, okay. So the next time we talk, right, which will be on this podcast, why don't you tell some, I want to make it a part two for you. I want to, you to tell some experiences about the ECHL and how brought, how you got the job. And I want you to talk, you know, we're going to talk a lot of broadcasting stuff, the next podcast. Are you willing to do it? Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. It's almost like officiating in a sense that so many people think they know the job yet. They really have no clue. You know, agreed. Uh, you know, obviously with broadcasting, I thought I knew everything. Um, but once you get to the next level, once you get to the to the ECHL or some other professional league, it's a completely different scenario than when you do it at a college level or a, a youth level, a high school level, whatever it might be. So uh, yeah, that's definitely interesting to share some of my experience broadcasting. Obviously, it's again just something that not a lot of people understand. They've never been in it, and they've never you know, experienced it on the front lines. Okay, so Zach, thank you so much. By the way, for anyone that doesn't know, this is my friend Zach Grant. He is a broadcaster for the Atlantic Gladiators on the ECHL, or uh, the away play-by-play, if I'm correct. No, uh, the away color analyst. So color what, analyst, yep. color analyst. And uh, you could catch them on what radio station, actually, out of curiosity? So they are on Mixler primarily, uh, which is an online streaming service similar to this. Uh, they're on that, and then every once in a while they do get on the radio in Atlanta, but that's only for, uh, you know, their bigger games. But, yeah, most of it's online broadcast, uh, pretty simple. and they have a, It's embedded right on their homepage, atlantagladiators.com. Uh, so be sure to go check that out, and hopefully uh, – Next season, we'll be able to do it again. Hopefully, there is a season. And that uh, is true. I can get I can get back on ECHL airwaves. Uh, hockey is such a fun sport to broadcast. It's so much action. It's fun to ref, isn't it? Too. Yeah, it hockey. Hockey's an exhilarating. I enjoy hockey very much, and obviously, I grew up around hockey too. But yeah, yeah, it's just so interesting to broadcast because it's such a challenge because of the speed. Um, I don't know. It was a good, like I said, I only got a couple games in because the season got cut short. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, the couple games I had, it was a great experience, uh, especially at my age. And uh, the guy I worked with was a great guy. He's been broadcasting forever. And uh, yeah, we had a good time together, and we worked well together on air. And obviously, the Gladiators picked up a win when I was broadcasting in overtime. So even better. That is true. So, uh, Zach, I also want to in, uh, extend an invoca- invitation to your uh, fellow intramural officials. And any official that would love to come on to the podcast are more than welcome to come. This isn't, this isn't just about me. This is about you guys. Don't forget it. And uh, for anyone that listens, if you would like an interview as well, you can uh, message me at Daniel Umson Drums on Instagram. Or message me at Daniel's World, or or I'll post my um, 
Or you can contact me anytime. Send a direct message through the Anchor app. Or contact me anytime um, via Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for stopping by. And uh, we should do this again more often, I think. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me, Daniel. All right, that is Zach Grant. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you.